Welcome to Healing Wisdom, a Thursday morning talk show featuring guests sharing their stories and knowledge. We discuss the healing aspects of the arts, metaphysics, social justice, and adventure through all types of terrain. So join me, Pandora Peoples, here on WOMR 92.1 FM in Provincetown and WFMR 91.3 FM in Orleans. We're streaming worldwide at WOMR.org. Today we speak with Leo Mil, a Puerto Rican and Greek transmasculine non-binary actor, writer, filmmaker, and installation artist. Leo plays the protagonist in Mutt, which follows a day in his life when three people from his past show up unexpectedly. Mutt screens at the Provincetown International Film Festival Thursday, June 15th at 6.30 at Water's Edge and Friday, June 16th at 9 p.m. at the Art House. Welcome, Leo. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of Provincetown Festival. At this year's Sundance Film Festival, you won the U.S. Dramatic Special Jury Award for Acting, and you were the first trans person to do so. And also at the Berlin International Film Festival, Mutt won the Generation 14 Plus Best Film Award. Mm -hmm. So congratulations. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) What did you think when you first read the script for this film and Tell us about how you came to this role. Yeah, so Vuk Lunglov-Klotz, the writer-director of Mutt, um, sent me the script. I mean, I actually reached out to him. I had received an email from a listserv that I'm on, an email listserv, a uh, part of Act Now. It's a queer and trans acting class based in LA, led by Rain Valdez, um, who's an amazing trans actress and activist. And there was a blurb and it was like, we're looking to cast for this movie Mutt. And I read the character description and it it was like the world stopped <laughs> because I was like, oh my goodness, this is me. I've never read a character description for a lead role in a feature film where I wouldn't have to convince casting to think differently about the role and therefore consider me for it. And so I emailed Vuk and I was like, hey man, you don't know me, but I am Fenya. And also I'm so in awe of this project and what it seems like you're doing. Please just give me the part. (laughs) Um, And actually what happened was he was like, calm down. Here's the script. I would love to see an audition. And I read the script and, you know, to Vuk's credit, he wrote a piece of poetry. It's, you know, the, the script is really a work of art all on its own. And then the film kind of was a new work of art that we birthed together. But the writing is so nuanced and so subtle and so real. And it just was such a exciting experience to read something where I would have the capacity as an actor to show different facets of my humanity and not just have my gender identity being the sole motivating factor of my character, you know? Um, So that was just such a, it was so exciting and it has been such a privilege to play Fenya and and be a part of the project. You give a nuanced performance. It's very natural. And so it's a pleasure to watch. And so as an actor and also as a filmmaker yourself, how did you prepare for this film? Yeah, so I mean, I think the the piece that I resonated with when I read the character description were just the identity markers, you know, which is just one facet of a human being. It's like our shell that we live inside of. But ultimately, the character of Fenya, who he is in the world, is actually quite different than who I am. Like he grew up 
under the context of abuse. And so he moves through the world both because of that difficult childhood experience, but then also because of being a trans person in today's world with a bit of a shell and a defensive, more prickly way of of relating to people. And I'm naturally, Leo is very soft and sensitive and silly. And I have the privilege of having an amazingly supportive mother, you know, who always was like, yes, Leo, do what you want in the world. Like people will receive you. And so- I had to work with Vuk to kind of figure out what is the balance between my natural way of being and Fenya and his baggage and trauma and and how that shapes who he is. And so we had, you know, a series of Zoom conversations and then we're a small indie film, so we didn't have the privilege to do a real rehearsal process. It was really just me Vuk and one of the actors, it was either Cole playing my ex-boyfriend or Mimi playing my little half-sister and then Alejandro playing my father. It was like the three of us in these three separate meetings, just reading through the scenes a couple times. That was our rehearsal process. Um, And then my preparation project process on my own, separate from Vuk, you know, was just digging into what are the fears that Fenya has? Like what, what comes up for him when people talk to him in a certain way. Like what are, what are the unspoken moments here? Um, and then how can I find moments to insert my softness and my sweetness that is natural to me into this film? Because I felt like, and especially in talking with Vuk, I was like, the more I can be myself and reveal myself, I think the more effective this is going to be because Vuk wrote an anti-hero, but what we kind of arrived with at the end was this really accessible protagonist character who people seem to like, you know, which is amazing because in a way that's what we need. We need a trans character who people can feel like, oh, I've got a, I've got a new friend named Fenya and they happen to be trans. Um, and that, that's a lot of the feedback we've been getting, which is really exciting. And, um, I'm so grateful that that's the case because I feel like, especially in today's world, we need more accessible stories about people who just happen to be trans, you know? You talked a little bit about what working with director Vuk Lungalo Float was like. He's a Chilean and Serbian trans man. I also read that some of the crew was transgender too. So yes. talk about how that experience is either similar or different from other experiences that you've had with your own films. This was the first feature that I worked on as a lead actor. And so... I I'm a little bit spoiled now because this set was just super queer. There were multiple other trans masculine folks on the crew. We had a first AC who was trans. We had a second AC who was trans. We had PAs who were trans. It was like a T for T love story on the set of Mutt. Um, And it just made me feel really comfortable as an actor because I didn't have to watch people like try to believe my masculinity, if that makes sense. Like I've been on sets before where it's mostly a cisgendered crew or artist team. And, you know, as an artist, I want to work with everyone. I don't just have to work with trans or queer folks. It just happens to be fun in a particular way, but I'm very open to working with everyone. But I have experienced in the past where like, if I'm playing a masculine of center character, 
I feel more comfortable doing so when folks on the crew and artist team are also queer or like queer leaning, because then I don't feel like I'm having to prove my masculinity to a cisgendered man who's never met a trans person before, who's looking at me and being like, in his mind, he's seeing she, her, but he's like, no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's they, them, or it's he, him. Like, I, I got to believe that there, I can see them doing the mental math and that as an actor, because I'm so in tune and needing to be vulnerable, it can be a little bit distracting. That being said, I'm so grateful to those cis men, you know, artists and crew members who are doing the mental math and wanting to show up and use the right pronouns or honor the person in front of them. And so all of that is okay. But when you get the privilege of being on a super trans or super queer set, I mean, you got to celebrate it because it's not every day. And it was amazing. So you created an arts installation series and the third installation of that series, Ancient Future, debuted at Outfest. Could you talk Mm -hmm. about your mission with that series? Yeah. So it's a series of stone sculptures created by an artist named Holly Silius, who I've been collaborating with over the past year. We debuted three sculptures at Outfest last year and we're this year hopefully going to finish the collection of 10 to 12 pieces. And really my mission behind that was I first collaborated with Holly through a photographer named Kobe Wagstaff. We did a project together where she made a cast of my chest six months after I got top surgery and made a stone sculpture from that. And when I met the sculpture, it was, that's like how I describe it. I'm like, I met the sculpture. It was so cathartic and euphoric to see my body that I had spent so long dissociating from and feeling alienated from suddenly rendered permanent and tangible and in stone in front of me. And I was like, more trans and gender expansive folks need to have this experience, number one. And number two, the images that we created both of the sculpture and me with my sculpture ended up going viral and, you know, landed on a billboard in Manhattan as part of this public art exhibition hosted by Pussy Riot, this really great art collective. And, you know, it was just very clear to me that these images were resonating with folks and were helping to place trans and gender expansive experiences and bodies into a classical art form that traditionally have excluded us. And so that work is ongoing, but I'm really excited because this month, a gallery in London called Guts Gallery is showing a print from the series shot by Wynne Neely, a trans photographer. It's of me and my sculpture, and it's going to be printed and framed in the gallery next to Catherine Opie's work, who is an amazing queer artist for the past, you know, 40 years. I don't even know how long she's been working. She's a pioneer in queer art. And so the fact that our work is going to be displayed next to her work is just kind of beyond my wildest dreams, to be honest. (laughs) Um, And so I'm very excited about that. That's at Guts Gallery from June 9th to July 7th, I think. That's so fabulous. Thank you so much, Leo Meal. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And um, I hope that audiences love mutt or maybe just are provoked by it and have conversations that they wouldn't have had otherwise. You 
You've been listening to Healing Wisdom at Outermost Radio. All of our shows are podcasts at WOMR.org. Also check out HealingWisdomRadioShow.com and contact me at Pandora at WOMR.org. Theme music is provided by Mazin. You can find her website at mazinmusic.com. That's M A E S Y N 